Hi everyone and welcome to the 62nd episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Colin. And Lauren. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Okay. I'm freezing my balls off. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, (laughs) I guess so. I'm really hot actually. Yeah, this room is not not cold at all. Well, this so conversation is going in the wrong Yeah, it's, this is an amazing conversation. Um, yeah, I think we should move on. Okay. Right, so today's <laughs> episode, we have three segments. As always, we've got news and discussion. There's some Versus 13 news in there today, and Yay. it's not bad news, we, no, we hope. we hope not. It depends on what you gives us. Yes. Uh, then we've got Burning Question, which was about Type 0, and following on from that, we've got the Question Segment. Woohoo! Questions! Yay! Will questions. Colin still be awake when we get to that point? That Probably is the question. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be honest. Yes. We're, we're always very truthful on this show. We like to give our opinions. I got hair in my mouth? That, that's maybe TMI. That's not <laughs> right, an opinion. So, yeah, if, if you're listening to the show for the first time, this is actually a show about Final Fantasy, believe it or not. Not about hair in mouth podcast or, series. Know. No, it's not. No. We are part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. And the podcast series is presented by the Gaming Union Network, as well as tweaksmusic.com. It comes out on the iTunes store, finalfantasyunion.com, and Colin... FinalFantasy-FXN.net. It does indeed. Woo-hoo. Before we move on, though, all of us have some very interesting news for different reasons, and we can all say different things. Except me. So... Yeah, no, yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first with your bit because it's it's related, but there's not really much you can say. Yeah, yeah. no, I what what can, can, can I? Say? You can build it up, build it up, build it up. Oh, come on, well, you can build oh, it up. You okay, just can't it say was what something happened. in October last month, and it involved Square Enix, Los Angeles, and it was your dream. It was your dream holiday. Four hours wasted at the airport. <laughs> I, I had a wrong, I had go, a wrong phone number, so yeah, it was an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, since Colin is not selling this whatsoever, Square Enix um, <laughs> basically shipped him off down to LA for a day or two to um, play some Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two. Are we allowed to say that? And meet up with some cool peeps. Yeah, why not? Are we allowed to say that? I don't know. <laughs> How are you allowed to say that you went to the event without saying you went to the event? I'm allowed to say I went to an event. I, what? Am I allowed to say what that event was for? <laughs> well, the embargo is in like two days or whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's what happened. Colin had the trip of a lifetime down to uh, down to LA. That, that's all you. Get, that's all to, you're to, gonna um, hear about it male, from me because I to, am, pot- I am, to am, potentially play. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble. Final yeah. Fantasy Thirteen Part Two. Yeah, yeah no. I said it, not you. It's okay. <laughs> right, and uh, around the same time, well, last week. Yeah. Last week, Lauren and I went to a quite different event in London. Mm which was for the community to visit, but we uh, got invited especially by Jem, who is the yeah. community manager at Square Enix. And um, they showed off 20 minutes of Chapter 3. Which Jem actually played. Yes. <laughs> he was playing it through this tiny little hole, like way back at the end of at the back of the theatre. <laughs> like, imagine if you were in the projector, projection room and you were trying to play the game from there. Not the easiest thing to do. No, definitely not. But yeah, we we are not embargoed, so we can say whatever the hell we want. Like the fact that each of the seats at the theater had a cupcake and a bottle of Coke. Those seats were Spoiler crazy. Alert. They were crazy really nice. seats. The, the, the Spoiler cinema, alert! 
What? <laughs> Cupcakes and seats. The seats even had... That is insane spoilers. Yeah, the, yes. the, the theatre even, the even had its own bar. It's That's true. how swanky it was. It was really nice. Although they didn't really allow you to talk to many people at once, though. No, because it's kind of like you, you were so, the seats were so big that you got really separated. So if someone, if two people were trying to talk to you, you'd be like, uh, I can't talk to you. I'm just going <laughs> to wait over here for a second. But we got some swag. Yeah, they gave us loads of cool toys. Um, we got loads of little um, slime plushy or mini mini key ring, I guess plushy key rings. Yeah. From he's he's from Dragon Quest. If you don't know, uh, we also got some posters. Mhm. Got some artwork. Yeah, we got some artwork. I think they're the similar to the lithographs that you get in the collector's stroke crystal edition. Mhm. And we got some stickers from uh, Hitman. We did. Some of which we'll be giving away later in the year. Mm. <gasps> Stickers. Yeah, we got to see. Uh, we got to see the game. We got to see Snow. It was the segment with Snow, and he. Uh, it sounded like he was getting a bit jealous of Noel because mm-hmm. he was like, "So, how old are you? Eighteen? Well, that's not very old, is it?" Yeah. <laughs> so maybe there's something going on there. Yeah, and um, Noel was a bit um, upset how how Snow dealt with stuff. Because Snow was just kind of like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just roll with it and see what happens. And Noel's like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Oh, what a whiner. But it was really interesting. It was really cool to see um, to see a different portion of it than we saw at E3. Because at E3, we saw like a completely different part. And this one was like in uh, an The uh, Sunlift Waterscape. Yeah, it was, it was really pretty. Yeah, and that old music was back as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or about. Was it a remix or just it's the about original remix, track? Though, I thought I I didn't listen I to it for long enough. Remixed. I think it was a bit sounded remixed. very familiar, but um, but like it was interesting. It was interesting to see um, certain certain things that you can do now, like uh, especially with the Moogle, like you can uh, throw them. Throw the Moogle. <laughs> you can throw the Moogle at. Uh, uh, I want to talk, but I can't say anything. <laughs> The weird, the weird thing that I thought is because there was a lot of speculation about how this would work. But um, when Snow is with you, he just takes up a. You can't. He doesn't do anything you tell him to. He's just there. It's kind of like Larsa and people like that. In, just in just party 12. So, yeah. So he just makes a fourth person in your party, and you just don't control him. He just does his own thing, mm-hmm. which is a bit strange. I, th- I thought. And then we saw a bit more of the um, of the monster selection as well. Yeah, um, you can all the different upgrades you can do there. Yeah. And Kate Sith came up, and I was just like, "Whoa, Kate Sith!" Kate and then a great I medic. tweeted it, and everyone was like, "Oh, wait. Kate Sith, Kate Sith, and what?" And I was like, "Wait, did I just not see Kate Sith? Did I am I, am I wrong here?" I, I would like, say yes, something right yes, now, but I'm not allowed Kate to. Sith. Uh, Kate Sith looks weird, though. It's not the yeah. Kate Sith from Seven. Don't no. worry. <laughs> no, it's actually like a species Kate Sith. Yeah, it's like the um, the mythological creature of Kate Sith. Uh, but yeah, like you can hold about three of them um, at a time, and uh, they all like go coincide with your paradigms, and um, they're pretty cool. Um, they're really, I don't know. Um, I don't really know what else to say to them other than like they were they were cool to see in um, in action, and they each have kind of like different um, different modes as well, don't they? Like. Some of them are healers, and them are yeah, yeah. So they basically allow you to do the different paradigm shifts. Mm-hmm. One of the amazing things, and this is a really minor feature, but I'm so thankful, is that the first time you go into a battle and you do a paradigm shift, you don't get a stupid little cutscene. Yay! No more waiting. It just instantly changes. It's it's magical. For them to be like, 
Paradigm shift. Yay! I believe that's in my notes. Still God. In my little squares notebook. You're not allowed to say anything. No, I'm not. I'm just. But I think <laughs> the fact you've even said you. So you're telling everyone you got a Square Enix notebook now, and that that's just that goes against your embargo. Oops. I know. Look at that. It's a book <laughs> of secrets. I have one of those too, but I'm too afraid to use it. Yeah, yes. I'm tempted to use it myself, but what? yeah, well, they're so nice I, though. Like the cover is. I, how am I supposed to say anything without breaking the embargo? Just don't yeah. say anything, Colin. We'll, we'll move on to news so that your integrity remains intact. Is that okay? Yes, thank you. Okay, so right, so news. We're going to continue on with the Final Fantasy 13 Part Two theme, and the first part of news we have is about more details. It's a pretty big one. Announced. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. We heard a little bit more about the casino, which is called Xanadu. Xanadu? Xanadu. Xanadu. Zan- I don't know. That's the city. Zan- Xanadu. We'll, we'll go with Xanadu. Right? And um, so you can take part in chocobo races and gamble. There's also slot machines and something that looks like aero bikes. Well, the slot machines look like aero bikes. Okay. Aero bikes. They look like aero bikes. But yeah. So maybe like the golden saucer. I always say the golden saucer. The gold saucer <laughs> type thing. Apparently you also say the golden rod. Instead of... I always say the golden rod, yeah. I just like things to be golden rather than gold. Um, but anyways, so maybe we'll actually like be getting what we wanted out of that one city in Final Fantasy Thirteen. Well, one of the interesting things that Kataze said at the event that we were at was that they're, they're really trying... With Final Fantasy Thirteen. they uh, took the franchise a bit away from the, the roots. and I, I don't necessarily think they did. It was just that a lot of people complained that they did. Yeah. And... With thirteen part two, it's, he said that they're really trying to make that pay pay lots of tributes to past Final Fantasy games. So like, you know, they're putting this in there to pay tribute to the Gold Saucer. Yeah, pretty much. That's the only reason it's in there, just because people liked it. And yeah, I'm not sure if I'm happy. You're well, you know, with thirteen, there was so Nautilus was uh, supposed to be cool. like the Gold Saucer, but you could do nothing in there. Yeah, yeah. what, what a joke! Wasn't. It just what wasn't. What a joke! There was one. There is one game that you could play there, and it wasn't even anything that was inside of it. It was your baby chocobo. No, it wasn't which really cool. a I game that was more like a really bad quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so they also talked yeah. about a bit more about Time Labyrinth, which is uh, what we saw at E3. Yeah, the little uh, um, it's, it's puzzle the things little... that you do. Go, Colin, go. Tell us all yeah, about Yeah, like, it. throughout the game, you'll find these little time anomalies oh. that you can enter. <laughs> and inside these anomalies, to clear them, you have to, like figure out clear, figure out these puzzles like some of them have like disappearing flaws like some of the new screenshots have these weird clock platform mm. thingies and I heard it was mainly because like people complain about the dungeons. yeah I think what they're trying to do is like add more variety to it sounds a bit like a toned down um, sphere thingy the, t- the cloister of trials cloister of trials yeah which were really cool except when you figure them out and then like if you played the game again you already knew how to do it so it was just kind of like it's interesting because it's trying to somehow tie uh, yeah. this into the game's plot yeah I'm sure that it will make sense at some point because I mean obviously there is the whole time travel aspect I don't know um, but yeah apparently they're going to be easier in story mode but if you want to do side quests they're going to make them a lot harder hmm. I, I think it's fair enough it's always it's al- th- that's always the case the side like quest is always harder yeah, yeah. I mean, cause they don't want they don't want to make the gameplay too frustrating. Like you know, if if they if they make if puzzles are part of games that puzzles are kind of like you know they're not the main aim of the game. Yeah. If, if there are puzzles in there and you can't do them, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's true. 
But you eventually figure them out. You do eventually, but this probably spends far too much time on them. Yeah. Um, right, so they they spoke a bit more about SARS and what he's doing. He's, he's taking part in activities to better Grand Pulse. But that's all we know. Yeah, no pictures, no more details, just that he's helping Grand Pulse. And in... I swear that I this is just like uh, being sadistic because I think a lot of people complained about the difficulty of 13 enough. <laughs> Especially those Eidolon fights. Yeah, well, I wouldn't that. say 13 no was idea. difficult. Well, apparently the game <laughs> wasn't difficult at all. It was if you didn't grind tons. Well, neither of us grinded when we played 13. Like, the, uh, no, but a lot of the Eidolon fights were tougher. Like, I was dying on those, and I don't really a lot, be dying. A lot of those games. were really down to the paradigms you used. It was very strategic. Yeah, but if you find the right ones, it's so pretty it's simple. So it's tougher in that sense. Yeah. I would say that the hope one is not simple because he just dies. Yeah, that's true. It's quite random whether he <laughs> dies or not. But anyway, right, so they're making the bosses even harder this time around. So um, even if you grind, what the, I guess that means if you don't like grinding, you're even more screwed. Yeah. Not, not, ah, embargo. I can't, I can't say it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, they've also said that they're going to make, the, there's an easy difficulty in this game now. So if you don't want to, struggle with all the battles and stuff and you just want to experience the story which is what most people want to do in Final Fantasy games anyway well there's, there's, some, there's something else about those RPG. boss battles but well, I can't kind of like... talk about it right now everyone's just going to be like <laughs> we hate you Colin. we hate you it's almost okay but right I'm going to ask you I'm going to ask you to say this in a very strange way is yes, it something that Famitsu talked about so technically could. you could reference Famitsu do you have to link to Famitsu <laughs> so I can read exactly what they said I do not. No. Okay, but for me, talked about it. If you want to go and look it up, then feel free. Um, so there's, there's something interesting about yeah. the bosses. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sticking on with Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two, um, Square Enix did reveal the North American and European box art, and I'm I'm glad to say that the European ones have returned to their traditional style. Mm-hmm. Because with thirteen, they they use the same box uh, art worldwide. No, right? I think Japan with Japan like, had yeah. just the. I know logo. that. I think. Yeah, just the logo. Um, well, I don't know why they did it with us. Because every single Final Fantasy up until that point with us had always just been the the white logo. I think ours was slightly different to the Japanese one. I don't know why ours has to be any different. Because Americans like pretty colors. I prefer the Amano. <laughs> All of the comments on our forums were like. When they when they showed the European one, the Americans were like, "Oh, I much prefer the American one." And the Europeans were like, "Thank, <laughs> oh, it's, we're so glad it's gone back." <laughs> I think I think the Amano is a lot prettier. I mean, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of colors in it. There's like the gradient. No, but it's just simple because like the the fun, the American one has the same logo. It's just that in no, the it's not like it's not like the North American one. It's overly complicated. Yeah. It's just a portrait of lightning. Which, you know, also might indi- indicate yeah, how important prefer, her role is in the game, despite you not being able to play her that much. Or, or it might just be because they had lightning in Final Fantasy XIII. Yeah, they're just using it to, as a selling point. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Damn Maybe it. Colin does. He just can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just going to be hanging that in front of your face. for the <laughs> you just uh, rage quit. Podcast. Yes, yes we are. Right, uh, uh, rage no. quit. Colin, can't talk about it. Colin can't talk about whether it's going to be hang over his face or not. <laughs> All right, so the final thing we've got for Friday the 13th Part 2 is that Kataze did a Q&A. Does anyone know who it that was? Was that an um, event? I forget. 
I think it was at the um, media event. No, 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 it, no, no. I think it was the, it was the event with Famitsu event. and okay. Dengeki, well, and it was the thirteen hours of ever thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. The, um, I think it was the it Japanese was. one. Okay. So he he confirmed the no bleep comment, which is Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two is nearly complete. Well, it's out in a month, so you'd like to think so. Um, although the fact he said nearly complete, it's a <laughs> bit sketch. Dodgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he talked a bit more about the Historia Crux and the um, the replay value. He talked a bit about that at the event that we were at because he was there as well. Mm. Um, just talking about how you might sometimes encounter bosses that are too difficult. Ah, yes. I think this is what Colin was talking about. You might you might sometimes encounter bosses that are too difficult to fight at that point, but later in the game you can use the Historia Crux to come back to the area. And so it was fight from them Mitsu. at the time you would have originally met them. Mm. Yes, yes. Even though we got told that. <laughs> <laughs> also you may pick up abilities that you wouldn't be able to use before so for example if you um, go to an area that needs a moogle throw but you haven't learned that yet you can go back and use it in the past lots of fun time travel stuff yay I actually like the historic crux although that kind of reminds me of um, the uh, what were they called in did they show you how to use it at the event moogle throw no the historic crux they did not No. so you didn't. cannot talk about that no no, no. <laughs> quiet Silence. I kill you. The funniest part of the Q&A was that when Kitaze was in Europe, a fan asked him if he could talk about the Versus 13 release date, and he just said no. <laughs> yeah, somebody asked him, um, what was... What was um? What was, what was the comment... What, 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 was your, what left a lasting impression on you from when you were in Europe? I think it was something like that. Yeah, something like that. And, and that was what he said. Um, everything that happened even he also got food poisoning while he was in Spain I believe yeah that's what he said yeah so the poor guy was like sick while he was trying to do the presentation with us poor guy I know I'd hate to be on a stage if I had if I had food poisoning food poisoning food poisoning well like if you've ever had food poisoning before like it just it's It's always the thing where what if they give you food poisoning you can never eat again it's just it's the worst feeling ever you just feel it's a great way to lose weight nothing except (laughs) <laughs> truth alright well um, the next bit of news we have is actually from Final Fantasy 13 Versus yay it's yay. actually 13 Versus it's Versus 13 versus 13. <laughs> versus 13 whichever you know what I mean we're just making up games it's you, cool you know what I mean peeps you know what I mean um, anyways so uh, Nomura basically uh, shined some light on the situation and said that after Type 0 is in players' hands, which it already that is. is, when Versus Thirteen which will happened. get his full. Uh, I would also like to point out that it was an interview with Dengeki. He didn't give this news to Famitsu. What are the chances? <gasps> dun, dun. I don't think he. I don't think he spoke to anyone. He else. did do. He did do a special cover for Denge- Dengeki's uh, anniversary cover. Maybe that was why mm. there was just like a one-off thing. <laughs> but in any case, hopefully, this means that we will see it at some point. And Most likely Square Enix's first production like premiere event. 2015? Have they announced that that's even happening next year? I have no idea. But if it is, it's probably going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. My favourite part of this entire story is that they wrote that Nomura expressed his excitement about <laughs> about the project. I don't think I've ever seen I don't him. know why that makes me laugh. It just. I've never seen him really excited. I don't know. Calm down, Daryl. Sorry, I just I'm having to actually control myself now. I don't know why that just makes me so funny. It, it, it just makes me laugh. Nomura's so excited. 
just of everything that, that they could have picked up from that story, they just said he was excited to tell them that. You'd think so after he's five so flipping excited. years. <laughs> maybe maybe he's like been desperately wanting to work on it and it's it's like, you know, if you've got a dog not that I'm comparing the murder to a dog, <laughs> but you know you've got a dog and you put them on a the lead and then like there's something they really really want so they're like pulling and strangling themselves on the lead so they can get over there just so they can get it and then when you finally let them go they just like run off like the clappers it just it just kind of seems like that to me (laughs) he's been desperately trying to make verses all this time and then they're finally saying yeah you can do it and he's just like I'm gonna go yeah 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 just imagine him running down the streets of Japan just being like yay they're finally letting me make the game I announced five years ago zippers are flying everywhere belts are speaking of zippers did you guys see the hope render oh yes there are a lot of belts to be had <laughs> there are so many so many zippers on and belts on hope anyway yes. right last piece of news Colin go Okay, the last piece of news is not to do with 13.2 or versus Blood Type Zero! Yay! Ah, uh, director Hajime Tawa was talking to Dengeki PlayStation again. Go Dengeki! About <laughs> Type Zero, and the, when uh, earlier we heard that, you know, the first play, playthrough would be entirely different from the second. And he was uh, just explaining that the first playthrough focuses on the overall world development of the game, and the second time when you play through it, the game shifts focus to Class Zero, so you get more quests like that are more related to the characters and the class in general and he yeah that's he teased a second ending apparently a secret ending sorry secret ending that makes more sense yes sorry he's just he's just stealing ideas from Nomura <laughs> yeah well, sorry um he's, he's a secret Tab- Tabata, ending Tabata I think he does a really good job like you know with the birthday I'm still trying to get that shower scene <laughs> <laughs> how, how close have you got uh, not even close Oh, Colin! <laughs> I'm slowly making my way there. I know there's YouTube and everything. Do we? Do we? Insane. What are we? Are we rating chances of this game coming out a bit, a bit higher? Maybe Vita now. We, we say. Yeah, maybe Vita. You know, Sony just announced their their UMD to PSN uh, scheme, where people can register their UMD games and purchase them again for a discounted price on How PSN. How kind of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then again, there's also the PSN release yeah. of there is. Type I Zero. It's going to happen. I reckon it's going to happen. True. Anyway, that is all of the news we have this episode. So now we are going to go on to burning question, <gasps> which was Type Zero related. Colin, would you like to say what the question was? What would you give up for Final Fantasy Type Zero? So and yeah, we, the first one. Oh, is I was just from... going to explain a bit more about it, Colin. Oh, sure. Just go ahead. To, uh, just to give it a bit of more of an overview. We. Since Type Zero was released around the the same time as the last episode was put out, and a lot of people were chomping in the bit, especially the, well, a lot of people imported it and were saying how great it was, which was infuriating people even more. Yeah. So we wanted to know how much you would want it. Like, what would you be willing to give up in order to get this game in your hands, in a language that you can speak? And the so first, the first one is from Nova Christ. Crystalis on Twitter, which I find really amusing, and he or she says FF13 <laughs> Part 2. Same. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to make Colin say that again, because uh, you should know this person. She was at the uh, community. Yes, this is Erin from yes. uh, UFS. So I don't know why you just said he or she. <laughs> I, it totally slipped my mind. <laughs> yes, so do it again. Right, so we'll do it again. Then. Do it okay. Again and do a nice shout out. 
All right, Nova Cristales, who is Aaron from uh, UFF site, said <laughs> FF thirteen <Same>. part two. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's like because obviously a lot of people like thirteen, but like I think core Final Fantasy what core older Final Fantasy fans would really like that trade off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Maybe even better if they produce Type Zero for the PS three. Japan can have Final Fantasy thirteen too. Honestly. I don't think they particularly want it. <laughs> Honestly, if it was just released over there, I'd be I'd be more than happy to just let it slide. But Type Zero, I want it. Anyways, yeah. So uh, Sabine T said uh, nothing. Sabine, you should know if who Square Sabine Enix is. Don't care. I know Sabine knows who she is as well. <laughs> <laughs> she said nothing. If Square Enix don't care to sell it outside of Japan, something happens. Apart from that, is the Vita theory being dismissed? Uh, I have no idea how to respond to this. <laughs> well done, Sabine. You what have completely she... outfoxed Colin. Yes. If she... his what... intellect pales in comparison to yours, the question was, "What would you give up?" And she says nothing. So obviously, she, nothing. she doesn't care about that. Uh, she does. She just thinks that type she zero. shouldn't have to care if Square Enix don't care enough about her. Why should she have to give something up if Square Enix don't even want to release it? That is the yes, question. But that so that basically you're saying question. that you hate her. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, well, I'll don't just move on to the mouth. next one. So the next one is from Stella King underscore C. S I C. What's this? What's we'll say C? Yeah, well, I I know you because you always are on the FF chat and stuff like that, and really cool to talk to. You. Anyways, uh, so this person said, uh, Kate Sith, which is kind of like what Aaron said because Kate Sith is in Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two. Well, wait, is this the Plus, Kate? Like, Kate Sith was integral to the plot. Is this well, person referring well, to Kate 7 7 or... I'm just picking and choosing. I'm picking and choosing. I was doing that and now I'm doing 7 because 7 was in 7. He was in, in, he was integral to the plot. It, why he was would taking you take away Kate Sith. The game wouldn't even work anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't. wouldn't have Reeve either. The guy was, was having a moral like, crisis. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was having a moral crisis. Get down with that. <laughs> All right, well, the next one is from Varden on the forums who says, an FF10 remake, which was announced for the PlayStation Vita. And it says, why use resources to remake previous versions of F- F Final Fantasy when there is much more potential in more s- sales from actual new releases? The only remake that would be viable, in my opinion, is 7, but well, we all know where I that discussion really think, can uh, end up. I don't really know how much work it really takes to make a Final Fantasy X remake, so I don't really know how how much of a difference that made in... I'm going to put it like this, right? Resources to make a Final Fantasy X remake, resources to localize Type Zero. Which do you think is more? Um, type Zero. Yeah. I see. I don't know because you know you see well, cause... unless unless they're going the uh the Metal Gear HD collection route where they re-record every single Probably voice. Not doing that. Yeah, no, it's not doing already that. all there. You know, all they yeah. need to do is but is up it that the resolution. Simple? I imagine it's sim- simpler than, you know, organizing all the localization, translations, and, you know, just all of that. Well, and maybe even editing the, the lips as well, because like, a lot know, of time they do that They'll still well. have to, because it's going to be a retail release, right? So they're still going to yeah. have to pay for all of that. They've still got to pay for all of the licensing stuff in all the different regions and all that kind of stuff. The only thing they don't have to pay for is the voice acting and the translation. Everyone is well, when you add this, those apparently. two Type Zero, uh, I imagine I still think that Ten HD doesn't take as much resources. But then, would he, would is the Ten remake going to sell as much as Type Zero would? Who knows? 
probably probably will actually because it's on the PSP so everyone would just be like screw this downloading it yeah not PSP PS Vita although if 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 um, going against each other would I rather want a Final Fantasy X remake or Type 0 I definitely would say Type 0 Colin would say 10 remake (laughs) Colin wants a 10 remake (laughs) so bad <laughs> For those who don't know, Colin is giving me the, the the biggest evil possible right now. He's just like he looks like he just smelt something really he's, bad. He's like going to dignify it with a response. So I'm going to move on to the next <laughs> one, which was from Brandon on the forums, and he says he would give up a Klondike bar. I would too. I don't even know what a Klondike bar is. What what, what would you, you do for a Klondike mm, bar? For a Klondike bar. Usually it's the other way around. People I give stuff up for a Klondike bar, but in this case, we're giving yes, up Klondike bars for type type zero. Even though it's so scrumptious and yummy and delicious and lovely. But anyways, alright, this next one is from Kid, and it makes me laugh. Uh, Kid says, I'd give up my soul. Wait a minute, I don't have one. Well then, I would give up, I would give up my life on the internet. It's not like it's been helpful all this time, and I think I would be spending that time on Type Zero. But what would you do after you finished Type Zero? He would give it back and exchange it for part of his life. On the <laughs> part of his life on the internet. Because you know, it's, would retain it's now it. secondhand. It's no. degraded. No, I, I would. I think I would rather have kid on the internet than. I know. Yeah, I'd kid, have kid, kid is funny. cool. Don't right, give so up your that's what life it takes. on the internet, no, kid. Yep. Yeah, no temp. No. No type zero allowed. If kid is going to leave the forums. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's all the responses that we have time for this episode. And uh, next question, next episode, we're going to ask the following question. Now that Versus 13 is being worked on properly, when do you think we'll see it? Bear in mind that Katase did actually tell me that we wouldn't be seeing it this year. Potentially not next year either. <laughs> he wouldn't commit to anything. Sure. He's never answered that question like nah. properly. So, yeah, we'll we, see it when we see it. We want to know when you think we'll see it. Could it be next generation even by this point? Will it go on the Wii U? Who it'll knows? Be in, it'll be in your 2000 infinity. 2000 infinity. Infinity symbol. I, I'm going to say 2000 XX. <laughs> or 20 XX, because then it can come at any point in the next decade. There you go. What if it's not out in the next decade? 2000. Then it's going to become worse than Duke Nukem forever. 2000 U. I don't even know what that means. I'm going to go with it. Right, so now we're going to move on to the question segment. Yay! And we've got three questions this episode, of which Colin is going to take the first one. Which is from Hunter Slasher 13 on the forums, and he asked if Square Enix went bankrupt and all their IPs were sold to a North American game developer. How would you react to this news? Would you feel happy, sad, or a different emotion at all, even? First of all, I would be confused because I don't know why a developer would be buying the IPs. Usually it's the publishers. Uh, yeah, usually. <laughs> So I'm um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly rephrase the question and be like who do I wish was took over development of the IPs? Did that work? well, which publisher yeah, would buy it and works. then hand over to a developer? <laughs> right. If Square Enix goes bankrupt, does this mean that IDOS goes bankrupt too? Hmm, IDOS could sure. buy out Square. Are we saying that could buy out a majority share of Square Enix, and they probably could at this point. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be IDOS. Right. Well, just IDOS. Right, who have we even got left? Right, we've got Bethesda, who would just, I don't know, um, they would turn Final Fantasy into an open world game. You've got so Bioware. Final Fantasy twelve, which yeah. uh, Colin would be EA, very happy about. You've got EA, who could either, I don't know what the hell they do. Turn do it, it into it, a simulation. If, yeah, they, they just, Bioware get, would just no, do no, it. But if, if Bioware hate, grabs it, do we hand it over to Bioware? Yeah, but Bioware hate Final Fantasy with a yeah, passion. Yeah, exactly. No, no. 
it was just that one guy. They, they, they. Just that one guy. <laughs> Bioware have openly cited that they take influence or you know inspiration from Final Fantasy within. I bet they said that as damage control. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at Spirits um, Within, it really looks like Mass Effect. Right. Mm. I'm saying, and this is not. Well, actually, I don't know. See, the popular choice would just be Naughty Dog. Cause <laughs> just, give yeah. it, just give it to Sony. Sony would do a good job. Yeah, it's true. That's what I'm thinking, you know. Sony would just pick it up. And Final Fantasy Don't give it to Naughty Dog, because they've never made an RPG before in their again. lives. We That may suck. Um, who have Sony got that make RPGs? Level 5. Atlas. Level 5 are not theirs, but they could get No, but they do they, do PS3. Dragon Quest. They make amazing Dragon Quest games. Apart from 10, which is... <laughs> not being done by them anymore. They could get. They could probably buy Atlas. Game Republic. No, Genji. <laughs> folklore. Yeah, but they made Genji. Yeah, but they made folklore. <laughs> they made Genji. <laughs> Why? It's a historically arguably, accurate. Yes. Game. Giant, you know, giant crabs. crabs arguably, which you turn next... over and hit their weak side for massive damage. <laughs> Arguably, the next company down, probably from Square Enix. Well, one of them is probably Atlas because they came up with like they're not North the American series. Yeah, they're not Persona series. What? They're not North American. Uh, well, well, North America gets their games. I know, right? So <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. How would I react to this news? I honestly, I would not be remotely surprised. <laughs> Activision, Activision. Activision are never touching that ever. Final Fantasy to It'll be a first person. You know how friggin' epic First that person would be? Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy modern something, I don't know. No, 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 not modern. Not, not Activision shooter side, Activision Blizzard side. They're pretty much mm. the same thing now. Come on. It'd be really cool to have a first person, like, Yuffie no, game. No, right. No? So, not Yuffie? Oh, Val? Right. Val? I'm going like to break the question down. Both of you, quiet. Stealing things? Quiet. Silence. Right. Yeah. How would we individually react to the news that Square Enix had gone bankrupt? I would. Laugh. I wouldn't be surprised mm. in any way whatsoever. I would laugh. I think. Don't say you'd laugh because that's cruel. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not. laugh in a malevolent way. It's would it be like an, an ironic, ironic laugh? way? Like, oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. I feel really bad because, like, you know, it, it's just something that has been around for. A while. I mean, none of us would ever. None of us would ever want it to happen. Like, if if SquareSoft had gone bankrupt, I think people would have actually cried. Yeah. They would have cried. It's just like old publishers going going down. Like, I mean, I'm still sad about like Sega not having a new console or anything. You know. I'm sad. Midway went bankrupt. Kind of feel the same way. Because I mean, Square Square Enix went bankrupt. It wouldn't just affect Final Fantasy fans anymore. No, it affect quite a lot. It would affect a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Drag- they would. They'd have to cancel that Dragon Quest public holiday. <sighs> that would be depressing. <laughs> right. So I think we'd be we'd we we'd be different emotions. I don't think anyone would be happy. No, not no. happy at all. I would. Except be for Bioware. I, I think I would be sad because I'm I'm always very curious to see what they come up with next for Final Fantasy. And yeah. even though some of the spin-offs are a bit ridiculous, the Crystal Chronicles franchise, for example, is just I don't even. Yeah, want but you got to give them kudos for branching out. Exactly. I, I, I still actively look forward to see what they're going to come up with the next. And it, I'm actually quite sad at the moment because there isn't really anything Final Fantasy related going on. Also, do you think that, um, like, who owns the Distant world stuff? Like, do that's you think nothing to do with Square Enix. That's nothing to do with no, Square Enix? Okay, that's good. That will still be around. They can still carry on doing their Who <laughs> can all remember that's Final good. Fantasy through its music? 
Yay! <laughs> right, so I think that's I think that's dealt with that question. Yes, I think maybe. Um, Sony was the answer, I believe, right? Yeah. Well, Sony's Sony. not a North American. Sony America, not Sony America. I know. Sony. Can Amer- I just ditch the North so- America? And no, because Sony Sony America Atlas? is its own entity. They they do their own thing. Well, I'm just gonna pick Atlas. You've got Sony America, Sony Europe, and Sony Japan. They're all part of Sony Worldwide. Oh, you got, you've got Atlas USA. Yeah, but yeah. Atlas USA don't do anything. I know who should pick it up. Needs America. Well, I'm ditching. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. They make That'd awesome cool. JRPGs. Oh my gosh. What if they had like a Dynasty Warriors Final Fantasy? That'd be epic. That would be actually pretty cool. That, is, that would be That'd cool. That'd be really epic. Right. Right. The next time I'm talking to Tecmo, I'm saying you should hook up with Square Enix and make Dynasty Warriors Final Fantasy. Yes. I mean, they already have Gundam. Just imagine if if you're Snow, you could just go around beating the crap out of all these people. That would be that would be amazing. You know, Namco, Nam, into, Nam, like, Namco Bandai field. is already making uh, something similar with the Tales series. I think Tales mm. of Heroes R or something. It's like a hack and slash game. It looks like Dynasty Wars with Tales characters. <laughs> awesome. We should, we should do it. Right, that's our next project, Colin. It'd probably be like Dead Fantasy, really. Like that one, the one dead fantasy, rather, um, the Yuna one, where there, she's going up against like thousands of those. Um, I don't, I don't really know, dead or alive. But anyways, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, right. Next question okay. is from FF Dominator one four one three. They said, if Square Enix remakes an older Final Fantasy like Final Fantasy VII, would you want them to just update the graphics so it looks as amazing as current games, or would you want them to add cutscenes and voice acting in addition to the graphics? Well, um. Yeah, more definitely. <laughs> I think it'd be really, really, really cool if they like. Um, that would be a really cool selling point if they added new cutscenes and stuff like that. But I don't know how they would add it to uh, games like uh, Final Fantasy X, as there's already a sequel. Unless if they were apply- implying a sequel, you know. Like I guess like the only one that I would really like that for is probably Final Fantasy VIII. If they were implying that there was going to be a sequel, no, like. Um, just a just um, it's remake of an older additional cutscenes. It's like remaking the cutscenes because, like you know, for, oh, I thought, I thought for you older meant... Final Fantasy games like Final Fantasy IV, they just redid all the cutscenes. Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying to add add the. Well, cut they added cutscenes in Final Fantasy IV as well because clearly the SNES wasn't capable of doing that's true. CG graphics. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, I think it'd be awesome if they if they added more story. If they add like a deeper story. It could be like Crisis Core, where they just create characters that were never there before, and just like, yeah, he was there the entire time. Well, I don't want that. You just don't remember him because your memories are faulty. Yeah, exactly. That's just clearly it. I've just got some kind of weird amnesia. We all have. But yeah, like I mean, if they could do all that and like remake Final Fantasy VIII, I'd be I'd be more than happy. Oh, when he says remake, does he mean the HD HD collections or proper remakes? No, I think I think like. Because with the Final Fantasy VII thing, everyone wanted it to be a complete overhaul. Like the PS3 um, demo, like the right? Tech, yeah, the yeah like, the, they wanted exactly to like remake the, the entire game. Which is why I think Square Enix was just kind of like, eh, no, <laughs> we can't do that, really. Could take forever. You might not see it in this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, but like, you know, the voice acting, that's something they could easily do. Yeah, considering how huge FF7 was. Yeah. And they already have a voice cast. Yeah. From Advent Children and, and Dirge of Cerberus, Dirge and Crisis Cerberus. Core, and everything else. Yeah, so they already have it. They already have who they have in mind. So technically, they could make it. But I want to see. I want to see FF8. I just want to see FF8. I just want FF8. FF8. Who would voice school for you? Not David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. <laughs> David Boreanaz. He's not available anymore. Oh really? 
Nolan North, then. Hey, oh, please, no. <laughs> is, is it still... <laughs> um, no, Steve Blum is the one who plays Cloud, right? I forget. I forget who voices um, Squall now in Kingdom Hearts, but... Or Leon, rather. But, Leon. uh... I don't know. Maybe, oh, Liam O'Brien. If Liam O'Brien could play him. He's already playing someone else, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he is. Damn it. <laughs> Freaking hell. Like, just let me throw I think he plays Red 13, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, the Red 13 with one line. He plays somebody else, he plays somebody else in uh, Dissidia as well. He plays one of the older characters. Yeah, Cloud, no, um... I think it's... Isn't it Final Fantasy 1? Maybe Kevin. Garland? I don't know. I um, think it's the Final Fantasy 1 hero. It's one of the heroes. Warrior of Light. No, not Garland isn't a hero. I didn't hear her as a hero at yes. first. So I just... I forget. said Garland. Get. And then I said Warrior of Light. It's okay. <laughs> He's just misunderstood. Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the... It's one of the heroes that he plays. But anyways, um... So, yeah. Did you guys want to give your opinions? I already, thought, mm. I already did. Okay. I think. Maybe. No. Maybe. No. I don't know. Yeah, don't possibly. Know. Yeah, yeah. Colin? Yeah, we'll go to the next question. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. All next. right, so this next question... <laughs> Colin's a bit delayed. Uh, <laughs> I am so tired. I went oh. to bed at four in the morning. Uh, Doesn't matter, right. Colin. One last question. We're almost done. We're almost done. You can make it. All right, this next one is from Axken, who asks, what would you think if a Final Fantasy game was set in a real world, like America or Europe? Do you think that it'd be a good move, or will the fans send death threats to Yochiwara <laughs> again? Colin? Wow. I don't, wow. I don't think they'll send death threats over setting Final Fantasy in a real-world location, because, you know, they're doing that versus 13. It's based off Shinjuku. Or one of the areas was based off Shinjuku. So Maybe he did get death yeah. threats because of that. I, Not from Japanese the, people, though. The death <laughs> threats were because it went to the 360 but that's another story and, and I think it would be a good idea to set <laughs> Final Fantasy in well not so much contemporary times as much as in contemporary events and issues so you I know mean, they, well, they, the, they, they could the past, set it we, there's always been the whole thing about in the past there's always been the whole thing about like is it even on earth yeah because like Gaia and no yeah it's like, always sometimes, sometimes Gaia and then you know FF9 you've had Terra Spira and Final Fantasy X I think uh, it'd be cool. Yeah. Like, um... Like, you got, like, games like Valkyria Chronicles, who kind of did it. Like, they just... They made a continent that looks very, very similar to Europe. <laughs> and just changed it around slightly. Yeah, you know, it's still fictional, country. but it... It looks... It does that sense of f- familiarity. Yeah. What's-his-name did it? Um... With, uh... Batman. Batman is pretty much, uh... New York City, but it's Gotham City instead. Not an RPG. Not RPG, but I mean, like, it, you know, it's the same kind of deal. They took a real location and made it kind of different. Like, Daryl, stop <laughs> making me look weird. Okay, well, anyways, um, I think it'd be cool if they if they said it in, like, um, I feel like it would only work if it was in a city, though. I feel like the country, there's not there's not a lot that happens. I've lived in the country before. Final Fantasy like, sat, in, sat in Africa. Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven is all about the country. <laughs> but... Well, it's boring. Like, all the people do there is drink. Do That's because there's only, like, Final four Fantasy? people. Like, you, you, want... go, you go to Calm Town, there's, like... Yeah, you go, like you go into the bar and there's, like, two <laughs> people in there. The Chocobo Ranch. Do you want drunk drunk Final Fantasy characters just running around cow tipping? Oh, let's Seriously, go that has to be... Apart from Midgar, Final Fantasy VII has to be the most unpopulated world of any <laughs> Final Fantasy game. Because, you're like, even the, the sit, sit, quote-unquote cities, like Rocket Town... 
Mm. Rocket it's Town like, was not. Well, Rocket Town was a village. Shinra just picked it to launch the rocket. But I like that's bigger. Than, still bigger than Cosmo Canyon. Cosmo Canyon is not a more, city um, at all. Honestly, <laughs> no, but like, they're main locations. There's nothing else. You got like on that continent. You've got Nibelheim, Gongaga, Calm. Ka- um, Cal- no, no, no. Calm's on the other continent. Um, where's wherever Barrett's from? Coral. Can't remember where Barrett's from now. Coral, Coral, yeah, Coral. Coral. You got the Gold Saucer, which is technically part of Coral, and then you've got um, Rocket Town and Cosmo Canyon. If mm. I didn't already say Cosmo Canyon, and that's it. That's the entire continent. Well, then you've got the other hey, continent. How can the Gold Saucer even afford to keep going? There's no patrons. Oh, you got Costa del Sol as well. Actually, Costa del Sol is pretty populated. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's a lot of naked people. You know, you got but kids. How can it, got like, kids the kicking a ball that goes from Junin to Costa del Sol. I don't know. I um honestly like I think what I would prefer is a more Atlantis type city, but that's just because I like Atlantis. That was in Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII. Yep. Ultimate yeah. Weapon. The hidden research facility is all underwater. I think I think if they made a city like Omega from Mass Effect Two, that would be great. Well, I, I think that that would be a perfect Midgar. You know, Omega kind of reminded me of Omega. Uh, Omega reminded me of. Midgard. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm so sorry. I think something like, <laughs> like a Bioshock type deal would would be cool. Like just a fallen underwater city. Oh, you know, Deus Ex like, Human Revolution. What? Hangshaw. Hangshaw looks because, like. Daryl, you played Deus Ex, and what what do you think I of Hangshaw? You know, you had the slums, and then you have the upper plate. It was just like this. Very, very familiar. Yeah, very familiar, and yeah. very populated. Yeah, but like, um, like eight. You know, you had the. Even like you had like Dollet, which was a town, but it looks yeah. like people lived there. Yeah. And then you had like Galbadia, which was a city, and like despite the fact you didn't ever really go around it that much, it still looked like it was a city. Yeah. And Esther was flipping massive, but you never really saw any of it. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was like a huge yeah it was a huge. It was like city. the perception of greatness. And then, but you had the smaller places like Fisherman's Horizon and Timber. Oh, Fisherman's Horizon. I think, I think that's the one that, well, like, like Limblum was still, like, had that epic quality. Limblum was huge. But, like, you had you these, really you had these separate stuff. districts and then good. you had to get through them on, like, the cable car. Yeah, like, I remember that. Because it's like, you had, like, in 9, you had Limblum and then you had Clara, right? But, although, despite the fact that Clara is a tiny settlement at the top of a small mountain, well, a large <laughs> mountain, they're, like, Cl- equal Cl- standing. <laughs> You know, like, Limblum wouldn't dare invade Clara because they could really t- take Clara him on, was not you know? on top of a mountain, it was a freaking tree. Yeah. And it had it that whirlwind a, going around it. It was in the middle of a sandstorm. That's all I care about. Yeah, sandstorm. I remember it took me forever because wasn't it the one there where. There was a mountain to... in there. <laughs> Didn't you have to do something special in order to get through the, the sandstorm? You had to get something special in order to go through the sandstorm, didn't you? Because you couldn't just walk through it, you'd get lost. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, no, no, you need an item. Top. I think something from Freya. Yeah, you needed some kind of item. And so Fratley's there. I just remember I couldn't remember. I couldn't I couldn't go through there at first. And I was just like, why am I not going through there? But then again, I was... And it's where you see like Freya's amazing dance. 14. It's like a river yeah. dance. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, I love Freya. Oh, Freya's my favorite. She's so cute. Anyway, we have digressed so much on that. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, I, th- I think consensus, it, we think it would be quite cool if they... Did that? I think they are. You know, they are, they are they doing that it. with Versus Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much a city. It's pretty much like it, it doesn't seem as it seems futuristic, but it seems like um, Minority Report. 
support. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't say it's the thirties. We'll have to see how it really works because um, you know the, the, the cutscenes we've seen are in the city, but the gameplay we've seen has been not mixed. There's been some in the city with like explosions yeah. going on, and then you've got some on the overworld. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that's enough for our questions this episode. If you want to ask us anything next episode, then feel free to spam them in the question segment. Question segment. Questions thread. <laughs> and we'll try to get to them if we have time. Right, so the music from this episode is from Final Fantasy IX, and it was selected by Colin. Yay! It is Oot. a remix of the Hildegarda theme from Final Fantasy IX, which is the airship theme, and it's called Hildegarda Three Orchestral. It's arranged by Technode, and it's available on Mediafire. Yeah, Mediafire and YouTube. Check it out. Check it out. I love this song. So, Colin, do you want to talk a bit about it? Yeah, when you asked me to find a track for the music segment, for some reason this was the tune that popped into my head, so I looked it up on YouTube. And I think this was this was one of the better ones that I listened to. It that I think you've been trying to get us to do a Final Fantasy IX one for ages. Yeah. Yes, I have! And I finally got one. Although we did get the Rose of May one. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did. But yeah, I think this song is it has that whimsical tune to it. But I, this remix has the added whimsical. like drum, like marching drums, and it sounds amazing. I love the original. I love both both of these. I love the um, remix, and the original is just as good. It's just it's really hopeful. I don't know. It's really hopeful. it really makes you feel like you're in an adventure. Yay! I love it. Okay, right. So check it out. The theme at the end of the episode. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled for the 6th of December, and I think that's going to be the last one of this year. Mm. So we may or may not do something special. I don't know. Yay! You can subscribe to the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union feed on the iTunes store if you want to find out what we do next episode. Or if you just like listening to us in general. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But either way, if you want to find us and... um, you don't really know how to find us just go to the itunes store and type final fantasy in the search bar we are the number one podcast can't miss us nope hard to miss when you're number one you can of course yes you can of course catch every other episode on final fantasy union final fantasy union.com along with all our final fantasy news coverage shout out to banaz for being on top of that yes yes thank you banaz 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 oh that's right i keep forgetting i pronounced it wrong wrong last time Colin's going to get slapped. Yes. You can also catch the show on Colin. Final Fantasy-FXN.net. Nat.net. So only can. Dot Nat. (laughs) So. Time for everyone to say goodbye. Good day. Bye-bye. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been eTweaksMusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production. Yay.